Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Here we go. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard with you here on a Monday. Uh, love this day. Always have uh, for many, many years. We'll recap all of week one. We'll look ahead to week two over the next three hours today on the show. Plus, we nearly had Armageddon in Survivor. A Monday night football preview a couple of times today on the program. I don't want to overreact is on the show today. The good, the bad, and the ugly as well. A lot of fun, Paulie, coming in here on a Monday morning early to uh, look back at what happened in week one. And we'll start with uh, kind of the NFC pitcher after last night's Sunday night debacle by the Giants as the Cowboys took him out by a score of 40 to nothing. I mean, never even. Uh I mean, right, the game, the cover, everything was over with pretty much in the first quarter. Uh, Just weird, though, right, because the Giants are going down. If they don't botch that drive and they score a touchdown, maybe the result, at least the first half anyway, is completely different than what it looked like. Uh, But here, you know, Dable comes out at halftime and says, well, can we put like a a good play together back-to-back to get something going? And they never really could. This is how ugly it was. Uh, last night overall in the game, right? When you look overall, uh, the first time that a team basically lost 40 to nothing, they also were uh, out turnovered three to nothing or worse. They were out sacked seven nothing. There were a bunch of other things that took place and it all was in favor of the Cowboys. Now the Cowboys are very, very good, obviously. And I think they have a chance to do that to a lot of teams this year, but the Giants might be bad. It would tie in what other teams did in the NFC. What the Niners did yesterday was incredible because the Steelers might be a playoff team. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that they had some injuries. Cam Hayward left the game. Deontay Johnson left the game for the Steelers. But that was another game that was never in doubt. And then, my God, did they look impressive. It was offensive. Um, Offensively speaking, the receivers were always wide open. McCaffrey running for that many yards. And defensively, they don't let you breathe. Giants weren't ready for prime time. And the Giants are now 0-8 against Dallas and Philly since December of 2021, and the average loss is by 19 points per game. And what you mentioned earlier, to lose the game like that, the sack battle, the turnover battle, a pick six with a, uh, a field goal blocked and a return, that hadn't happened by one team in the same season, let alone the same game. And what happened? So that thing was school was out early, and the game was over in the first quarter. And as they said after the game, the Cowboys put the league on notice. Yes, they did. Well, with that performance, total domination, and they were fantastic. But all the talk last year was the the frauds with the Vikings and the Giants, but, you know, certainly didn't work out for the Vikings. More on that coming up, but uh, the Giants, again, 
Who'd you beat last year and a horrible start to the season? What I find fascinating, to lose at home 40 to nothing, they're going to probably be a top three pick and survivor coming up because they take on Arizona. Yeah, very well could be. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, and, and the 49ers could be another team, even yeah. though that they're going to be on the road and they're laying seven points against the Rams. My guess is that they're going to be very popular. I thought Brock Purdy got away like last year, right? People expected him to regress, come back to the norm, and eventually it was going to catch up with him. It did because he got hurt not because of poor play. I thought he got away with a couple of uh, passes yesterday or plays that were like, eh, he can't do that this year. It's not going to happen. But he did yesterday again for the game. Overall, the numbers were excellent. And again, when it comes to slowing this team down offensively, like what, what do you want to do? Kittle did nothing in the game. Yeah. Kittle did nothing, and they won 30-7. to seven. Like, where was Debo Samuel? I don't. Every time that he drops back to pass, again, he's going to have Samuel, Kittle in theory, right, if these guys stay healthy, Brandon Ayuk, who played out of his mind yesterday, and then maybe McCaffrey out of the backfield as well. What's the game plan to slow them down? Mm -hmm. How do you do it? He was 19 of 20 for 220 yards, had the two touchdowns, and McCaffrey, overall, monster day, 150 yards. Yep. Plus. Yep. Well, in a month on Sunday night, Dallas goes to San Francisco, a rematch of the playoff game. So um, I can't wait for that one. But it's also time to give Purdy his flowers. I mean, a guy, again, after if, in a game he's played three quarters, he hasn't lost. So all this while I'm waiting for the regression, I mean, it's not happening. The kid's, the kid's a stud. And it certainly helps you have all this talent and, and uh, what they have on the roster. But again, the Yak, they were number one in Yak, and they just toyed with the Steelers. And watching that game, I would just say that's all about San Francisco, and I can't really knock Pittsburgh because I still think the Steelers can be a good team. But they just they might, they might went against a freight train yesterday. Yeah, and I'm, they, I, just, so uh, when we're comparing those two teams in the NFC from yesterday, I'm nitpicking here. I think the Giants, they might win six, seven games. It'd be kind of bad, obviously. I'm not taking anything away from the Cowboys. I think talent-wise, they are absolutely one of the best teams uh, with their roster in the entire league. But the Niners are number one. I mean, they don't have the best player. That's Patrick Mahomes. But they have the best players overall. Nobody's roster in the NFL is better than San Francisco. I've been saying that same thing for a good four years now. Uh, Eagles are close. Cowboys are close, no doubt. Chiefs, some others as well. But um, that pass rush with Bosa back yep. can get to anybody. And then you look at how Fred Warner was everywhere yesterday, leading the linebackers. And uh, if the secondary can stay healthy, I don't know how you... They, they have everything. The, the one weakness, the one spot where you think, ah, it might come back to haunt him this year, could be the offensive line. But they blew apart a really good Steelers defense yesterday or what we think is going to be a really good Steelers defense yes. yet again. You never see that. I mean, again, they when, when Watt was in there last year, they only allowed 17 points per game. And Pittsburgh couldn't even move the ball in garbage time. I mean, that's 27-7 a minute into the second half and somehow stays under. But again, nothing from Pittsburgh the rest of the way. What that was, oh, wow. That, yep. was, that, does, that performance deserved the standing ovation. I mean, the last night you could just say, well, the Giants were just historically bad. Everything we just ran right, down, right. giving them points and turning the ball over left and right and the two defensive and special teams touchdowns. But, uh, man, that was, what a performance by the Niners. Yep, and to, to tie it into the team that actually came out of the NFC last year on the road yesterday in uh, some weather, obviously it was raining quite hard for a while as the Eagles were in New England in Foxborough to play the Patriots. They won the game. The Eagles did. They covered as well. I thought that it was a misleading score. I thought the Eagles were extremely fortunate to cover that game, let alone win it outright. They really didn't do anything in the game offensively. They, uh, What we saw, Paulie, again, was a really good Patriots defense, and that's going to be there all year long. The issue is going to be, can they put it together enough offensively to score enough points to keep them in a bunch of games and then to win enough to be maybe a playoff contender the, the pick six was just, I thought that was a fluke. Yep. And then you're down 16 nothing. You had to come, you know, battle your way back, and you did. And it was 16-14 uh, at one point. But they outgained the Eagles by more than 100 yards yesterday. I thought they were clearly the right side in a day in which they honored Tom Brady. But they just that's the tough part. This league, I mean, all the coin flips that it comes down to, if you had the Patriots, I thought that's a really bad beat yesterday. Yeah, they were the better team. Uh, but the New England might be a good team, but they're looking at an 0-2 start right in the face. I mean, now they got Miami coming to town. So not only could be it could be 0-2, but 0-2 at home. Um, but the bottom line is 25-27 and 27 now since Brady left. That's the big story. And uh, the turnovers were silly. 
Certainly looked like a capable offense, though. The 180 from last year, so that was great. Bringing in O'Brien. They also played with tempo as well, but uh, they handed him the game. I mean, the pick six when they're driving, uh, the, you had to have Zeke, didn't you? Had to pick up Zeke, of right? Of course. Drop puts it on the ground. That also leads to points, but very concerned uh, by Philly. Got out of there alive, but they, they were fortunate to win. New England had red zone issues. It seemed like they were living in Philadelphia territory they were. for much of the game. Philly gets the stop late. They also uh, had a defensive stand after Hertz had the fumble deep in his own territory. Uh, but it, but it, it, Elliott was a stud. I mean, he was a big reason they won that game, too. In those conditions, to hit all those field goals, and especially the bomb from 56. Yeah, not, but, uh, not, huh? not, not Zeke, the other one. The right. kicker. Thank you. Yeah, very good. Um, but Goddard was visibly frustrated. Yeah. Hurts didn't play well, but you don't apologize for the win. So, But uh, it's a tough way to start the season for the Patriots with their schedule, and they could be 0-2 both losses at home. Yeah, and now the Eagles fast-forward to Thursday night. Yeah. That number opened up seven against the Vikings, bet up to eight at some spots, now hovering around seven and a half, getting a Vikings team that they absolutely took apart in week two last year at home. Here's the thing. If you go back to Thursday night when the Lions went to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs, home teams now in week one, only five and 10 straight up and three and 12 ATS. Not a single home team won a game in the afternoon to the evening window last night. How about that? Strong. 0 for 6 when you go afternoon games and then yep. the Giants and the Cowboys. That is wild. And the start, which I, I should have seen this coming, where you think uh, you know, people don't play a lot of starters in the preseason or their stars. We started the season 8-1 and one to the under with all the games and, w- and what happened. I'm not going to lie. The early games, it was ugly. Yeah. The early games were vile and nasty yesterday. That bad, you thought? Oh, I mean, yeah. when you go back and look offensively, sloppy, what very teams sloppy. did, a lot of sloppy. Look, yeah. Lamar Jackson, oh, mama, oh, did he look awful. No, no question. Yeah, Cousins was terrible, too. You, awful. Ryan Horrible. Tannehill, take, oh, a, take a seat on the bench, pal. That's right. So uh, eight of the first nine games stayed under, and in the early games, you only had one game. In the early session, only one game where over 40 combined points were scored. Yeah, and the afternoon games were really, really good. I mean, that. Yep. the, the Chargers and uh, the Dolphins game. Just pretty much as good as it gets. 36-34 like that. And, I mean, it's an aerial circus with the Dolphins. They are just taking shots down the field on every single play, the way it seems. And Hill to go for 215 yards. The Char- Chargers have a good secondary. Like, they have talent. But this has been the same thing with the team. No, it's ridiculous. For as long as we can remember. I can't wait to talk to Lombardi. I mean, the Staley thing. Staley's a defensive guy. Why are they awful every year defensively? Come on. Yeah, yeah. He's a defensive guy. They can't stop anything. How do you let Hill get behind you over and over and over again? Yeah, and how about this with the talk of Herbert this year? New offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, they're going to open it up. Yes. Actually, uh, one game in, <laughs> Herbert's numbers were worse yesterday in what they were last year in terms of how far he's going to throw well, it down the field. They crushed him on the ground. I mean, they, they, they couldn't run the ball last year. That was going total 180. Yeah. They were gashing Miami on the ground. Yeah, but in a shootout where 70 points are scored, you ran the ball 40 times, yet yeah. Herbert threw it 33 times. Just felt a little weird to me when when Tua, you had no solution for Tua whatsoever. Nope. How big was the Jackson play? What are you doing before halftime on the, 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 the P.I.? You handed Miami three you points. You just gave it to him. Ridiculous. There you go. Ridiculous. Yeah. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And again, one of the many reasons why we love this sport. You wait all summer. You uh, formulate your opinions. You make your bets. And then you nearly get Armageddon over the first three hours of the first day of the year. We'll talk about it coming up next on VSIN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Follow the Money on v Looking to be a better, better? Of course you are. Tens of thousands of people have already turned to Juice Reel. Juice Reel, R-E-E-L in the App Store. Juice Reel, not a sports book. It's a tool to help you beat the books. Juice Reel connects all of your sports betting accounts into one app, loads all your betting history, gives you an edge backed by nearly $1 billion in bets from sports bettors in all 50 states. Use that data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded Juice Reel. That's juice like orange juice, real, R-E-E-L, absolutely free. Download Juice Reel to your iPhone or Android device today and become a better, better Juice Reel. Monday night football tonight. The Bills at the Jets, Buffalo Lane, two at DraftKings. Total is 45 and a half. Can you believe it's been 22 years, Paul? The anniversary of 9-11? No, I can't. Oh, mama. Yep. Going to be emotional tonight. Oh, no question. And uh, we'll see see how it goes for the Jets. And uh, on paper, should be a great game. Two close games last year, head-to-head. And we'll see if the Jets can finally end this 12-year playoff drought. And we'll see if the uh, if we have regression with Josh Allen and what the Bills have this, uh, and if this maybe the window is closed. I mean, you just to, to line up and take shots at a team that went 13-3 and last year. But a lot of people are doing that. And certainly a dynamite division, but I hope this game can live up to the hype and we get a close one tonight on the, unlike what happened last night. Okay, you can, you can tell me if I'm on something or maybe on to something here. I'm going to compare Rodgers to Mahomes and use like the last three years of uh, some evidence here to see if we can really get ahead of this thing with what Rodgers might be like in this Jets offense. So Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs in his late 30s. He did so in Green Bay. He had arguably the best weapon in football, Devontae Adams. And it was Adams and, like, not a lot of other guys to throw the football to. Rodgers made it work because he was so good. Mahomes had Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and then whoever else you wanted to plug in. He lost Tyreek Hill last year. He was still completely fine. Obviously, he won the MVP. They won the Super Bowl. But he still had Travis Kelsey. Okay. Adams leaves for the Raiders last year. Rodgers falls off a cliff, right? His numbers are by far and away worse than what they were the previous two years when he won the MVP He's throwing to nothing but rookie wide receivers and guys who are not established veterans in the league. You take away Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I know it's only one game. And you saw what happened with the receivers on Thursday night with the Chiefs, right? A lot of drops. Um, Mahomes was frustrated. He didn't have a lot of trust in those guys eventually later on in the game. Didn't have his favorite target, his backbone of the offense to throw the ball to in Kelsey. And it, like if, if Kelsey were to miss the entire year, Chiefs are going to struggle. Now, Rodgers moves on from that mess that was last year in Green Bay to the Jets, and he now has a guy that he is calling the second-best target he's ever had. So kind of his Devontae Adams light, if you will, and Garrett Wilson. Mm -hmm. Does he pick up and find that form again now that he has like that stellar receiver to throw the football to the lead number one guy? I think he has a big year and was something to prove. Now, what happened last year was a lot of it was his fault. You know, not coming uh, yeah. in, developing rapport with these younger guys and, and staying away. So I. But think, now every day is a dream to him. That's right. I mean, he's loving life out there. He's going to Broadway shows and all these playoff games when they were going on with the Knicks and they having a good time. So and plus gave up all, all that money, too. But last year. They, they contained Josh Allen and shut him down. They won at home 20 to 17. Wilson had 92 yards. They went to Buffalo and lost 20 to 12. That was the game where Mike White had the 
broken ribs. Yep. And he kept going back to the locker room and coming back out, and they had to throw Flacco in there, and it didn't go well. But still, through all that, the Jets had the ball late with a chance to tie it. Allen did nothing in that game. So they, they shut down Allen in both games. Top five defense. I want to see what Buffalo's offense looks like, too. Uh, it was not pretty down the stretch. And I, I want to see if uh, I, I think Wilson's prop is too low at 68 and a half. I think he's going to the bromance will continue and nothing will be able to slow it down this year. And you you, bring a, you you get Hall back. He says he's good to go. We'll see how many touches Cook gets tonight. But this with this offense now in the huge upgrade from Wilson to Rodgers in a top five defense, Jets should be a playoff team. Garrett Wilson is plus 135 right now. A DraftKings to score a touchdown. Anytime touchdown. He's plus 135. If they have, you know, enough opportunities close to the uh, goal line and in the red zone. Oh, he's going to him. There's zero question in my mind Absolutely. that he's going to go to him. If he's covered, doesn't matter. No. Nope. I mean, you saw it. Uh, no one's better with that back shoulder throw. And, and, and to, go, to go one yep. more here, that's exactly what he did with Devontae Adams, too. Yep. So when Rodgers came on in that Hall of Fame game and he was very close, he dialed it back, but he was close to calling Wilson the best target he's ever had. Then he realized, wait a second, that's a direct insult to Devontae Adams. He will utilize him in the same exact fashion. So plus 135 in week one, I kind of like it. Now with the rushing yards here for Hall and Cook, don't you kind of want to go under on both guys? Cook, Cook is 47 and a half, Hall is 35 and a half? No, I want Hall over. He, sa- he says he's good to go. And he was a beast before he got hurt last year. I'm surprised it's that low. But we'll see what uh, Hackett decides to do tonight. Um, but the other thing, that 25th offensively last year um, and, and, and 15th passing. So right. it's the sky's the limit for this offense, just to think and, and what they can do. And they, they had a chance to make the playoffs before uh, the shenanigans with Mike White, too, and the injuries. And they had to put Wilson back there, back in there as well. Mm-hmm. So, um I don't know what to expect from Lazard and Cobb and the other guys, or is he just going to be maybe looking too much to Wilson um, in what he does? Also, I love that, he, that you have a veteran quarterback in there on such an emotional night for everyone, that he'll be able to contain his motions and, and the moment won't be too big too. So I think that's a perfect guy for Rodgers to be out there as well with what's going on and how they're going to honor everybody before the game. Yeah. Um, but again, there's so much to like with this Jets team, and I don't know. Uh, I, I can't I can't get a read on Buffalo this year. I mean, certainly a lot of talent, but you had the, all the injuries defensively last year, and they said they were exhausted after the Hamlin thing. That's the other thing. I mean, how good is his story? You know, you, with the, how emotional it'll be, every all the hype with the Jets, and then it's Hamlin's first game back too. I For mean, sure. this is awesome. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do with Diggs tonight? Seventy and a half receiving yards is the prop at DraftKings. Well, what a matchup! He might get lost in the sauce though. I would not be betting Stephon Diggs yep. over in this game. Yep, can't do it. Their secondary is too good. Uh, I want to know what the utilization is going to be with uh, rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid. Remember, they traded up mm-hmm. to get him. They wanted to team him up with Dawson Knox. It's a hell of a one-two combination at tight end for sure. And they were definitely using him in the slot in the preseason. There was a game uh, out of the one of the three preseason games where it was like the same thing. He was isolated, uh, some slot coverage, and then he was able to take advantage of that on, on, on a nickel corner, I believe is what it was, wide open. He's a very good target, and Allen likes throwing at tight ends. So his, uh, his prop tonight is 27 and a half uh, receiving yards. I've been a guy over the years who liked to bet Dawson Knox anytime touchdown yep. or first touchdown scores tonight. But I think it's kind of, it's shifted over to this guy in Kincaid. I think he's going to be more of a focal point here. But they will go double, double tight end quite a bit, I believe, tonight. I want to see if Buffalo puts an emphasis on the rushing attack and how many different guys get carries that you also uh, brought in Harris to go along with Cook. But the whole game will be decided up front here. So it doesn't matter how many shiny toys you have and fancy weapons. If you can't protect Rodgers, you don't have a chance. No, of course. So I got to see what Dwayne Brown and Beckton look like. And the weak spot on this team, no doubt, is the offensive line. The other thing is, will there be a learning curve? And it's going to take a while with this new offense coming in and what Rodgers and Hackett are, are running and what they're putting in. So that remains to be seen. Maybe they'll be okay, but if they can't protect him and he's running for his life, they won't stand a chance. You know, by the way, he's not going to have time to throw and there won't be any holes for Cook and called to run through anyways. Both offensive linemen were questionable the entire week. That's right. So you have that going for you as well. I mean, Beckton, the guy who, who can't stay healthy, and then Dwayne Brown is certainly up there in age. So those are, they're going to have to be the two, two pillars for that offensive line, and it's kind of shaky going in already. Now, what kind of a pass rush will the Bills actually get because of the personnel that's going to be available in this game tonight? Yep. Might not be 
uh, overly aggressive, were able to get their riders that often. I think they will be. I think McDermott will be. That he's, he's calling the defensive play. He's, he's, he's going to have to probably dial up the pressure then to bring some yeah. extra guys, I would think. Well, um, I would. I mean, if there's all question marks about can you protect them and your offensive line shaky, I would I would unleash hell on them. Yeah. I need the Jets. I'm 3-1 uh, and one in the Super Contest with the Jets plus two. Well, it goes either way here because our buddy Jonathan Von Tobel, who did the model this year. Yeah, good start. He's 4-0, and oh, and in that entry, we actually have the Bills minus 2.5. So what do we want here? Do I want to go 4-1 and one in the contest I'm in by myself, or do I want the 5-0 and oh start in the Super Contest with JVT? You want the 5-0 and oh want the five the, and oh because of the three-week contests. Yeah, we want the quarterlies there. Yeah. So if we go 5-0 and oh to begin the year, that's a good start for that part of the deal anyway. Yeah, I'll, and I'll take three and two in the other one. But either way, four and one or five and zero oh in the contest would be a really good start to the season. So um, Wilson sixty eight and a half yards tonight. Five. Look at the juice though. Five and a half receptions over minus one forty. How many targets do you think he's going to get? Fifteen, minimum. Oh, that's a big number, Paul. Bromance. These guys love each other. I'm telling you. It's a mutual admiration. You could have just said ten, and it would have been okay. You should not mutual admiration. No, I'm going all in with this guy. All in with I, I'm well aware. Good start. I, good start to the lead the league in receiving yards. He'll might he's going to break two thousand without a sweat here if this continues. Ty, Tyree Kill was ten to one, oh and that remained God. on the board after he said, "I'm going to get two thousand yards this year." Uh, and by the way, he was on pace to do it last year. Yeah. Jefferson had 150 by the way yesterday. Totally got lost. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, win some, lose some is up next. Sixty to one, and hundred to one tickets. That were winners, that is, until Sunday Night Football happened. Paulie with the details next here on VEASAN. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard on VEASAN. Good to have you on board here on a Monday morning, recapping week one of the NFL and looking ahead to week two, which is what we'll do with the opening numbers and the current numbers on the board in week two coming up in 15 minutes. Uh, we will begin this hour talking about tonight's Monday Night Football game and other takeaways from week one with VSIN sports betting analyst Josh Applebaum. You can get his two podcasts. They're called Morning Bets and Market Insights wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, Josh, good morning. We've been talking a lot about the games from yesterday over the first hour of today's program what were some of your biggest takeaways from the first week of the NFL? Yeah, Mitch and Paulie, it's great to be with you. So I'm a data-driven better. I like to look at the data and kind of what that tells us as betters. And a couple things so far in the NFL season through one uh, through one week and finishing up tonight with Monday Night Football. Dogs, unders, and late moves. Now, if you've seen so far, dogs and unders off to a great start. Dogs are 9-6 and six against the spread, 60%. Unders are 11-4, and four, 73%. So this is kind of my philosophy overall when you're betting the NFL. It's the most heavily bet public sport. Doesn't mean every dog and under are going to come through for you. But overall, that's typically a smart bet because it's such heavily bet with public money public loves favorites public loves over so it's an easy way to go contrarian now the other thing i'm looking at is late moves guys and really what to me is so important is when you get to game day like i think we program our brains as betters to try to pick off good numbers early in the week you know if you see a book at three and a half grab the hook before it falls but if you can't get a good number early to me there's a huge benefit of waiting late and looking at sunday you know when you wake up to the hours leading up until kickoff, where's the late money breaking? Because if you talk to any you know bookmaker here, that late money is so crucial, so important, because that's when the limits are highest and the biggest bets come in. Some of the most informed bets come in. So a few examples of late money cashing yesterday, Cleveland Browns. I mean, this is a play that a lot of wise guys like. They were sitting you know, plus two and a half uh, much of the summer, much of the week. And then you saw them get all the way down to almost a pick them. So they're only getting 29% of bets. They matched as a dog, you know, divisional dog, home dog with a line move. Tampa Bay was a game that pretty much no one wanted to touch. They were only getting 22% of bets. But again, if you're glued to your live odds page on vcin.com, you notice them fall from, you know, plus six all the way down to plus four last hour or so before the game. Tennessee, there's another thing, guys, you know, looking at key numbers, falling off a key number. Tennessee was plus three pretty much all week. They fell to two and a half late. You got lucky there uh, with, you know, kind of running the ball and, and, and ending the clock there late without a touchdown from New Orleans. And then the Rams, to me, that was one of the most surprising ones. They were only getting 27% of bets. They went from plus six 
all the way down to plus four and a half. So that late money really came through. But again, not every late move is going to play. Mitch, I know you're with me on this one. The Steelers letting all the wise guys down. They got all the way down to, you know, a, a plus one. They were at plus two and a half. That didn't come through. But overall, those late moves, dogs and unders worked well in week one. That's something I'm going to lean on all season long. Yeah, Pittsburgh uh, was a bad result for me personally yesterday uh, with a ticket in hand throughout the summertime, plus three, and also in contests out here, plus two and a half, a loser, no doubt. Uh, As for tonight's game, Jets now at home, the 22nd anniversary of 9-11, hosting the Buffalo Bills in a massive Monday night game to begin the season. Buffalo lane two pretty much everywhere in this game. What are you looking at uh, this morning when we have about 12 hours to go before kickoff here, Josh? Yeah, Mitch, I'm looking at a dog and an under here. I'm going to go Jets plus two. I'm going to take the under 45 and a half. Now, starting with the spread, this one's been interesting. You actually open this game, uh, Bills around a one-point road favorite, one-and-a-half-point road favorite. We saw this thing get up to two-and-a-half. It kind of sat two-and-a-half for about a week, and I was wondering, you know, will this thing get to three? It's always notable to me, does a book push a line to a key number? Does it go through the key number, or does it? Or is there some resistance there? There was some resistance on the Jets plus two-and-a-half, And now, guys, what's so important is while we're sweating all our Sunday games, Jets over the last 24 hours, they fall into plus two. So late movement, which we just talked about being so critical, so important, is breaking the Jets way. Also, uh, if you look at the betting percentages here, this is a big public play to the Buffalo Bills. Currently, they're getting 66% of bets. So two thirds of bettors here are going with the Bills. Yet it never got to three and it's falling for the New York Jets. Couple system matches here, divisional dogs. Uh, they were four and three ATS yesterday. They're 166 and 127 against the spread, 57% since 2020. And then primetime dogs. They're one and one so far. You had a big cover by the Lions. Obviously, the uh, G men got completely blown out last night, but that's been a good, smart bet here to take those primetime dogs. They're 59% against the spread since 2020. Maybe if you're worried about losing, you know, the two and a half, you could go teaser with the uh, Jets tonight, plus two to plus eight, go through a couple key numbers. Uh, So I'll take the points with the Jets. And then also, guys, the under. This has been pretty sharp. Open 47. It's all the way down to 45 and a half. Another contrarian play. 62% of bets are on the over, yet this line is falling. Only 30, uh, around 30% of, uh, 38% of bets, but almost half the money is on the under. Pretty good bet split there as well. Primetime unders. They're 2-0 so far this season. They're 61% since 2020, uh, since 2019. And divisional unders as well. When you get to these divisional games, a lot of familiarity between both opponents. They kind of know how to match up, how to play defensively. It kind of benefits lower scoring games. Divisional unders are 5-2 and two so far this year. They're 60% since the start of last year. So uh, I love primetime dogs, primetime unders. That's what I'll be sweating here tonight. Did you bet any props? Not a big prop guy. I did see one prop at Tua, though, Paulie. You know, he was really juiced up over. I think it was 258 and a half. Now I'm doing the sweat on the weekends with the DraftKings crew, and they love talking props, so I'm starting to dust off you know, my, my old prop model here. Uh, but that was a play that really caught my eye. And then uh, uh, Kendrick Bourne, I think he was over 37 and a half receiving yards. He went over that one as well. So to me, props are a little more difficult, Paulie, than kind of regular betting lines, just because you don't get, as a data-driven better, as many percentages, line moves. To me, the market overall taking such uh, way more money on the overall game lines versus the props. That's why I lean mostly more just regular conventional, you know, spreads and uh, sides and totals versus props. Get Josh's two podcasts again, wherever you listen to your podcast, Morning Bets and Market Insights. And Josh is on Twitter at Josh underscore insights. Josh, thanks for the time today. Best of luck tonight. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great night. Yeah, uh, I do agree with the, the move, by the way, on the total here from 47 down to 45 and a half. But I could see this game playing out like a defensive uh, battle between these two teams. Divisional game, know each other quite well. Rodgers comes in, um, 47 juice, you know, uh, was the number earlier because I think of him and what people have uh, in their minds with the offense improving a lot. But uh, 47, a lot of points here, now down to that number at 45 and a half like he talked about. Betting splits, as he brought up too mm-hmm. on the DK page, we can also go to vcin.com and check it out. Just click on splits, go to NFL. Yep, 64% still, as the graphic showed. 64% of the handle at DK on the bill, 64% of the bets on Buffalo. Right. No opinion from Applebaum. You already said uh, careful with Diggs. I totally agree with you. Going against Sauce. Uh, I, I, th- I still think Brees Hall's too low, 35 and a half. You think Cook will get m- more carries than Hall, though. Um, Rodgers minus 140, no interception. And we'll see if uh, Wilson goes off, 68 and a half. Lazard, 36 and a half. I, can't. I don't know what to do with that one. No, I mean, by the way, people are really, really thinking like fantasy world. Conklin might be a good option for Rodgers. When you go back and look at 
Rodgers' time in Green Bay, like they brought in a lot of different tight ends that I thought were pretty damn good. And those players never really clicked for like major seasons at all. Like there was never this rapport between Rodgers and the lead tight end in Green Bay where the guy would just pop and go off for, you know, huge years. So maybe a game-by-game basis, but generally those guys I think would stay under quite a bit of the time with their player props. You going to go over 60 and a half tonight with Wilson then? Oh, yeah. You're all in on this guy. He's my guy. Right. I have a ton of targets. You gave me under 14 and a half touchdowns for the year. I have that bet in pocket with you. <laughs> Another one in pocket. D- double right. down in the plus That's 230 great. that I had with uh, Jonathan That's Taylor, right. where he's going to yeah. be for week one. Yeah, lunch for every day for the rest of your life. That's uh, good. So as we know, we kick this around probably like in July and August. The talking points later tonight and tomorrow, if we get a blowout tonight. Oh, like, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's either way for the Jets. Someone loses by four touchdowns. is It's gold. Oh, it's gold. It, it absolutely Sky is. is. Sky is falling. Yeah. I told you the Bills, that's over. No, The Jets, all hype. Yep. I kind of want a Jets, like, really convincing win tonight to look to play against them next week. Although Rodgers did pretty well against the Cowboys. Like, yeah, last, what a game that could be. I mean, imagine, like, if the Jets look awesome and win. I mean, you, both teams come in sky high. Sure, and, sure. I, but I would like for that to happen to, like, ah, that hype's yeah. going to be off the charts. Jets turn into a sudden, you know, even a more public team than what they have been, you know, in the offseason. And then I wouldn't mind the Bills looking like garbage. And then you, you come home and f- face the Raiders more uh, feeling good. That'd after be good. Back to back games, early start, all that. Yes. Right. It's like what you saw yesterday from teams that were really, yeah. really bad. And you just say, OK, it was one game it was week one. I don't care. Looking ahead to week two, I want to play on them. Like what you said earlier about Brian Dable, I fully expect the Giants to forget about that game last night. Uh, now, it's a cross-country flight. They're taking Arizona. I get that. But they're going to look a lot different than what they did last night. Right? I fully expect the Giants to have a bounce-back week. I would think, now, it might take one more week in Cincinnati, but Burrow and the Bengals have been, like, notoriously right. slow out of the gates here since he came in as the number one pick overall. Look, no, for, he, had, he, threw, he threw the ball 31 oh, yeah. times yesterday for 82 yards. Yep, yep. I mean, this is good job by the guys here. What a horrible way to start the season for the Giants. But look at this schedule. You go to four, you go to San Francisco on Thursday night. Then you come home and you play the Seahawks. Then you go to Miami and Buffalo. Oh. You know, same thing for the Jets, too. But th- this schedule for the two New York teams to start. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you get the, the gift matchup here Sunday going to Arizona. But my Dallas, San Francisco, Seattle, Miami, Buffalo to start five of the first six. Good luck. And the Jets, too. I mean, you have you have that crazy prediction. Start one and five. Salagon, Hackett takes over. I mean, it's what the Jets have to go. I mean, your easy game is New England in the first six weeks of the season. Yeah, and that's easy. Sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, both these teams. Well, we knew that going into the season, obviously. Mm-hmm. And... Again, yeah. What if, what if the what if you flip it though? What if the Jets lose tonight, twenty eight three, and do nothing on offense? The reaction that we're going to get nationally, absolutely panic time. Oh yeah, sure. Oh, hundred percent, it will be right, right. And then you look at their schedule and say, um, hmm, they actually might be one in five going into the break. Right, right. But also key, how does the offensive line look too? And that could be the other thing. Oh, you if he's if he's run getting the hit ball, all game and right, their center can't handle the pressure. And it looks like the Giants did. Absolutely, sky's falling. All right, so more on this coming up next. Where are the overreactions? The week two opening numbers coming up next. A bunch of moves from last week. We'll tell you what they are coming up on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Follow the Money on v Now's the time to become a v Pro subscriber. Get all the tools to prep for the college and pro games every week. The Picks page recaps all the best bets from every host and guest in a convenient place. Check out the leaderboard to see who has the hot hand. Betting splits let you know where the money and bets are moving every game. It's updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes. v Dot com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi joins the program now. The Lombardi line, his show here on VSIN is one to three Eastern, Monday through Friday. And also subscribe, listen, download, get his podcast called the GM Shuffle, which comes out later on today as well. Michael, good morning. How are you today? I am great. Thank you. Good morning to you guys. Hope all is well. Same. Back at you. Mondays are always so much fun throughout the season, specifically after week one, because you're going to hear overreactions all day long nationally, but trying to like figure out what might be an overreaction, what, what might not be an overreaction overall. So after one game now in the books for most of these teams, is there somebody who might be good that most of us didn't think they, that would be good or vice versa, a team that might be bad that really nobody saw coming? Well, I, I think the Packers, and we've talked about it all summer, you know, I thought they were going to be good. Uh, and I don't even think, you know, they didn't have Christian Watson yesterday, but they have skill players. Their offensive line is good. And, you know, Jordan Love was, I would say he was efficient. You know, he was efficient and effective in the game. And so I, I think they qualify as a team that people have been down on. But when you really study them, their defense is solid. I know they, you know, they, they, I know they were playing against the MVP of the league, but they did a nice job against yeah. them, you know? And uh, again, you know, turns the ball over, but that doesn't matter. When you're the MVP of the league, you can turn the ball over and no one's going to say anything. Two fumbles and an interception, no big deal. So I think to me, it's, it's, it's one of those where the, there's such a perception. And then on the other side, like at some point, when does somebody say, Brendan Staley, you're a defensive coach. Like, when are you going to play good defense yep. at your time at the Chargers? You know, like, it might be a good idea to suggest, maybe maybe motivate, that Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in the game. No one can run with him. No one is as quick as he is. He is as faster than a speeding bullet. It might be a good idea to double him, or at least take some steam off him coming off the line with help on top. And they give up 36. It could have been worse. Tua throws an interception. He turns the ball over in the red zone. That's kind of a that game was a misleading game because for all the conversation about oh my God, Kellen Moore is the greatest offensive coordinator in the history of football. They ran the ball. They were running it. They had forty rushing attempts in the game. They tried to slow the game down. They just couldn't stop anybody. And they have talent on that defense. They have big name players, and it's every year with this stuff that they're that bad defensively. Well, uh, Paulie Armstead, the starting left tackle, right. didn't play. Everybody was in a panic, right? Yep, Kendall yep. Lamb went in there and blocked Joey Bosa. Where's Khalil Mack? He's one of the highest paid players. They have two of the highest paid players in the defensive line. Mm-hmm. You never heard from them the whole day yesterday. Yep. They didn't get close. Mm-hmm. Can the Patriots be good this year? And certainly it was night and day from what we saw last year offensively, running with some pace and tempo as well, turnovers and put them in the hole early 16 nothing. But they're right there to win that game, and the defense was phenomenal. Defense play well. Look, uh, here's what I don't think people realize is they started 
They started two rookie fourth-round picks at defensive tackle against the Philadelphia Eagle team, which is really good at defensive line, especially at tackle with Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, and, of course, Jalen Carter. So, And they were able to. I think he got sacked one time in the game. Now, he had some pressure at times, but Mac Jones, and we've said this repeatedly on my show, he's got to, he can't turn the ball over. And if you would have told me they were going to throw it 54 times, I would say they got killed by two touchdowns. But they threw it 54 times. They have a chance at the end of the game. Boutte could get his second foot down in there. They limited the amount of big plays. I mean, Jalen Hurts had to put it up 33 times. He only had 170 yards in the game. What if uh, Pittsburgh's a borderline playoff team or they make the playoffs this year? That performance yesterday, that game, Michael, was you, – you can't really say this very often in Mike Tomlin's tenure as head coach. That game was over with before halftime. Yeah. Yeah, there were two games that you could have flipped too quickly, right? The last night game, you know, in the second quarter, you knew that was over. You could go to bed early on that one. And I agree with you on the Pittsburgh one. They just, they were out of sync. And I think the big issue here, too, is when you play San Francisco, they are a positionless offense. So they move these pieces all around. I mean, Cleveland's trying to do the same thing with Elijah Moore, put him at running back. This is the new trend in the NFL, guys. We're going to start seeing more receivers come in the backfield so you can get to this positionless offense. And San Francisco has it cold because they've got so many good players that can interchange. And I think it's really kind of hard to get a handle on how to play them, what's your game plan. And I said this on my show before is you're going to have to figure out how you can defend the run against it and then how are you going to be able to play the matchups against it? And that's a challenge. And when McCaffrey gets 152 yards rushing and they only throw 10 incomplete passes, you're going to lose that game. Did you think Washington was going to blow that game yesterday? I sure did, Paulie. I was going to tell, I mean, I thought for sure they were going to blow. I mean, look, Washington does everything that you don't want. I mean, they have no attention to detail. They let things slip away. They did everything they could do to help Arizona win. I, everybody who had that survivor ticket lost eight pounds from sweat because they were sweating that thing out. I mean, it was ridiculous, and you knew it was coming. Look, I'll say this about the Cardinals. There are some teams that they're just going to play hard. They're not going to play effectively. Like, all these teams with rookie quarterbacks, they run out of plays. They play hard, but and they have some intermediate success because mm-hmm. the plays are fresh. But once they can't keep repeating those plays, they lose out. That's what happened to Arizona with Dobbs, and then they couldn't protect him at the end of the game when it became all pass. Yep. What did you think of Sean Payton starting the season with the onside kick there in Denver? I loved it. I thought it was a great idea. I, I thought there'd be more of that. Always, you always talk about onside. There's always a play in the kicking game you worry about opening day because people haven't seen it. Nobody expects it. Everybody wants the football. You know. Now, if we're going to start talking about Denver, I don't want to hear this. Russell Wilson's back. He's cooking. You know, he said 34 attempts for 170 yards. He was the checkdown king. He had one play over 21 yards. That was it. That was it. Like, if the Raiders would have lost that game, that was going to be a death by a thousand paper cuts because they just kept throwing it for four or four yards, four yards. But the Raiders give them credit. They won the fourth quarter. They got six first downs in the fourth quarter. They controlled the ball, took it back with five minutes to go in the game, and never gave it back to Denver. I found that fascinating, your comment, that the the short leash with Wilson. Uh, Now, you can't keep losing games like that. He's going to have to throw the ball, Paulie, down the field. Here's what... everybody looks at the percentage of completions or they look at the quarterback ratings and all that. If you're not making plays down the field, you're not going to score any points. You can't throw check downs. You've got to get, I mean, Miami's the perfect example. They throw it up the field and they make plays when they do it. And so you've got to throw it up the field. It's one of the problems with Daniel Jones. We talk about Daniel Jones. He's never, he's Daniel Jones in his career has never been over seven yards per attempt. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, big one tonight. I love what the league did with the schedule, starting in New York, the 22nd anniversary of uh, 9-11, if you can believe it, and the Jets at home catching two points to the Bills. Uh, do, you have a, do you have a side here that you like, Michael? I took the Jets into two. I just feel like the, the, I want to see this. The, the Jets gave Buffalo trouble last year mm-hmm. in both games, you know, because of their athleticism and their defensive front and their speed on defense. I, I think that gives them. And I think Rodgers will play well. Now, I... Now, take that with a grain of salt. I, I thought the Giants would have played better. I'm the idiot who thought that they would play better. When I'm all off season, I was talking about every time they play against a good team, they can't play. I learned that the hard way last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're going to bounce back, though, against Arizona. Um, yeah. What if there's a blowout tonight? Either, either way, the reaction that we're going to hear nationally. Ratings. 
they'll be great. If it's a blowout, they'll be great ratings because it's like everybody will want to watch Rodgers' reaction to the blowout or they'll want to watch Rodgers blowing out Buffalo. I mean, it's going to have a great rating. I mean, look at this weekend. It was so good. I mean, the Monday, the Thursday night game was better than anything any other sport could put up there. This is just so good, and we had so many games. And look, one thing I know for sure, the fourth quarter determines a lot of these games. Look, the Rams scored. The Rams dominated the second half of that game. We didn't talk about that. I love the Rams. You could have gotten them at five and a half. I mean, they've always played Seattle close. Yep, Why always. that line was at five, I never understood it. Yep, and then late money eventually came in on the Rams, and those people betting – on Sean McVay's crew came in yesterday. The Lombardi line can be listened to, watched here on VEASAN, Monday through Friday from 1 until 3 Eastern. And uh, Michael is going to record the podcast, GM Shuffle, a little bit later on today. It comes out twice a week. Michael, thanks for the time today. Thank you so much, guys. Yep. Enjoy the game tonight. Thank you. Yeah. So so the leash is short, but how short? You can't, you can't keep losing games like this if you're Denver. All you have to do is score 18 points. They can't do it. So you lose 17 to 16. I, I, I disagree with Michael. That, you do that, you, that better work. You handed the Raiders seven points. And then the crap with Lutz. You're trying a 55-yard field goal instead of going for it fourth and three, and the guy already missed an extra That's point. That's pretty bad, too. It is. And again, you lost by one point. But like Michael said, though, too, with the Giants, 0-8 against Dallas and Philly since December of 2021. The, the average margin is 19 points per game. Now, that's the first game of the year. No Jerry Judy, though, either. It'll open up well, a little bit I'll offensively so. once he comes back. I hope so, right? For his sake. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you have a short leash, I mean, if you, you lose again to Washington and it looks like that. Well, don't forget how they closed last year with Judy on the field. Mm. I mean, he was making big-time strides in that offense, and I think that connect, uh, connection was going to be there between Judy and Russell Wilson. We'll get to uh, in-pocket plays, what we like today. I'm on a... Uh, on a bet tonight in the Monday night game at a nice plus price. I'll tell you what it is coming up next here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.